You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Can We Talk? This is your boy, Eric, and I'm here with Shane and Anthony. How y'all doing? Doing good. Doing good. All right. Y'all, it's been a minute since I've seen y'all. I miss miss y'all. Have you you caught up? Have you binge listened? (laughs) Um, You know what? I've been busy. I've been on the road. (laughs) I feel bad. I feel bad. I've been been doing these college tours and college fairs. It's been rough. It's been rough for me. But um, I will be traveling a little bit. You know, in the next couple of weeks, I'm going to Chicago on the weekend of the 27th, 28th, or 27th through 30th. So I'm probably going to miss the show again. Um, and then Toronto after that, and then Atlanta after that. So it's a lot of traveling for me. I'm going to hide in your trunk. You going to hide in the- <laughs> Well, I'm going to be flying, so. Hey. Hey, shout out to Nicole. She's a little under the weather today. She can't I make mean, it today. Yeah. She was partying too hard. That's what happens. Well, I don't want to put a business on that. <laughs> you know, That's what happens when you have a you good time, though. <laughs> right. A little under the weather. No, she's all right. You Nicole. exemplify why she's under the weather. You <laughs> just left it at that. Yeah, man, but I really did miss y'all. A lot of stuff was going on out in the world, and I missed the last couple of episodes where we could have been talking about this stuff. But I know y'all had a great discussion about it. So yeah. let's get into a little bit of current events, and let me let me ring us in. So, Hurricane uh, Florence, yeah. y- y'all, man, hurricane seasons is wild. It's, it's wild this year. Well, I mean, you know, we, we didn't treat Mother Nature well, and this is what happened. I know you got the water heating up in the the Atlantic Ocean, and you know, Pacific Oceans, and, and it's just creating all this this crazy weather. And I'm just praying for those people. Hopefully, uh, it's not a lot of um, you know casualties or loss. But like I got so far. Yeah, hopefully. It's, but Donald Trump, you know the way he he Dude, calculate things in his head. It was funny, man. I gotta tell you about your least favorite person. Uh, Donald Trump was on the news. <laughs> they asked do? him about Hurricane Florence. He said, "Look, stay out of its way." <laughs> You know, uh, don't, don't don't try to be a hero. Just stay out of his way. Oh. I'm like, thank you, Sherlock. <laughs> right. Thank you for it's telling us a, something we did. Not a bank robber. <laughs> right. Right. Just avoid it. Avoid it at all costs. And he, uh, did y'all hear about what he said regarding Puerto Rico and Hurricane Maria? He was like, oh, they're making up um, the, the death. Numbers. Yeah, the number yeah. of casualties. Like, oh, it was only like 16 when I was there. That sounds like an Alex Jones statement. It, it's, it, I'm t- oh, Alex Jones is off the, he's, he's crazy. Yeah, he got kicked off. Yeah, they, of they canceled him. He's, of he's crazy. Everything. He'd just be throwing these conspiracies out there, all this crazy stuff, man. But I just was so just upset by Donald Trump's sort of carelessness about talking about Hurricane Maria and the people who actually died. And it was actually, they show like this um, uh, satellite image of the water that was just sitting, sitting there, like water bottles. Yeah. Yeah, sitting there for a year, like a million um, water bottles just sitting there. All right, little, <laughs> little technical, touching your cord. Little technical uh, difficulties there. <laughs> but yeah, it was just sitting there on the on the uh the runway. And it's just probably no good now because it's been sitting on the sun and plastic. Yeah, that's those chemicals and stuff getting into it and all that craziness. Yeah, uh, but it kind of reminded me of Hurricane Katrina. Yeah. Like, you know, the the negligence that went on with mm-hmm. with the preparation and then the aftermath of Katrina because we still don't know how many people died in Katrina and they say there's still 900 people "Quote unquote missing mm-hmm. from Hurricane Katrina," wow. so I see a lot of similarities between the treatment of you know the Hurricane Katrina aftermath and then the Hurricane Maria with Puerto Rico. Because I believe that there was a mass death toll, you know, before you know during and after the hurricane because they had a mass power outage. Right, and you got you think about people who are and generators, it went on for months. And old people who may need oxygen machines, don't have electricity. That's going to cause death. So I mean, do y'all chalk it up as being incompetence? Just don't care, or a little bit of both. I, I think it's a little bit of both. I think he just doesn't know how to handle these situations, and he just probably doesn't care, which is very unfortunate because you're dealing with a U.S. Uh, territory who should be, first off, should be given citizenship and the right to vote. I don't think incompetence is an excuse at, at this point, especially after what we saw what happened in Hurricane Katrina. You're supposed to be prepared. You're supposed mm-hmm. to have experts in place mm-hmm. to know how to implement certain things when it comes to natural disaster emergencies. Yeah. yeah, I agree. There's a new book out about um, Trump called Fear that has gotten a lot of great reviews. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, Bob Woodward, right? Um, is it Bob Woodward? I believe so. Yeah, it's Bob Woodward right here. Mm-hmm. Um, he's written uh, books for other presidents. I think mm-hmm. he wrote one for um, Obama. Obama to Nixon. Obama mm-hmm. to Nixon. Yeah, I... Um, I, I don't think it's incompetence. I just think it's um, it could be a tad bit of it could be ignorance as well. But mm. it's hard to examine Trump, and I kind of just gave up. 
Yeah. <laughs> like, it's hard to examine it, it this, def- man. It definitely is difficult. But in some other related news, um, I know y'all heard Paul Manafort flipped, yeah. I believe. Um, so now, yeah, yo, so he's he's getting, he was facing some like 80 years in prison. So he is now uh, cooperating with uh, the Mueller investigation. I think they dropped this sentence down to maybe 10 years. Um, it's, uh, it's It sounds like he's providing them with some information. So we, we'll see how it goes. We'll see where this goes in the next few months. Uh, we, we do have some elections coming up in November. So make sure I go out and vote for that. That's going to be extremely important. Okay. So let's move on. Um, Y'all ready for this next well, topic? Well, oh, or you got to? Uh well you know Les Moonves oh yeah the CEO of CBS um he's out yeah he's I think a- I I don't know what the correct term is 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 it forced to resign or pressured to resign or I'm, I'm sure he's pressured to resign <laughs> pressured to resign you know Julie Chen his wife you know yeah she's the host of Big Brother the host of the talk mm-hmm. you know the talk kind of had an awkward episode where they had to address it yeah you know they had to address Les Moonves she wasn't on the panel of course because that would have been too awkward yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's a it's a tough space. Um, I'm curious what Julie Chen is going to do because I know she's kind of a fixture there, and now that her husband is gone, will she continue to stay? You know, that's something I've been thinking about. And I, I couldn't see Big Brother without her. Like I, I love Big Brother, and she sort of was a I fixture. I see her with, staying on Big Brother in the yeah. talk, but I mean, as far as like as their marriage, like I just want to know, uh, like, it, and we don't do we have proof yet? I mean, but she, I don't know if y'all saw Big Brother on the past Thursday, but she at the end. She rarely says the Moonves in her names, but she said signing off. Um, what's her first name? Shoot, Julie Chen uh, Moonves. And that's the first time she's ever done that. So it's sort of like she solidified, you know, her. Standing by her man. Yeah. yeah, she's standing by her man. So we'll see what happens with that. But you know, things are being shaken up right now. So we'll see what happens with CBS um, and, and their issues. But mm-hmm. yeah, moving on. Um, let's get wait, this- wait before we move on. What do y'all think about that that Dallas sh- shooting? Oh yeah. Oh, I didn't get. To- yeah, we didn't get to talk about that one. All right. This still perplexed me because I don't know how someone can mistakenly go into the wrong apartment and then shoot that person because they think they're breaking into their apartment that's not theirs. I'm just still confused by that. It makes no sense. And now they're trying to slander my man saying like, oh, we found uh, marijuana in his, in his apartment. Like, who cares? It's his apartment. He can do whatever he, he wants in his apartment. You shot for marijuana now? But it's in his apartment. Like, this is his property. You know. Where's the search warrant for her apartment? That's, Was there a search warrant for her apartment? But the interesting thing is that they gave a list of all of the um, stuff they recovered. And most of it is, like, police gear, police equipment, and then marijuana. So I'm assuming, like, it could have been hers. And they just sort of framed it on him to make it look like he was the one who had it. Who knows? I think it took too long to, like, arrest her. <laughs> And I don't – did they do, like, any type of toxicology reports on her? Like, did they make know. her do an alcohol or drug test or anything like that? Because they – first they said she, you know, had worked a full shift. And they said it was 12 hours. Right. And they said it was 15 hours. And, mm-hmm. and if you acting like that after a 15-hour shift, then you don't need to be a cop. And this right. is not the first time that she shot somebody. Exactly. She shot somebody on duty, I believe they said about a year before. Yeah. I think that – I think – I really do think they're hiding something um, or just at least trying to cover it up for her to make it look less like intentional. Um, but I think the manslaughter charge needs to be, you know, up to at least, you know, first degree murder because that's just or no second. way. But I think that she's going to get off and it's nothing that we could do about it. I don't know if you could get somebody off on that case. I think she's going to get off. It's worth considering. I don't know, because I if think- you look at beyond reasonable doubt. There is no reasonable doubt. Like, she shot the man. She shot and killed him. It, her only argument could be, yes, maybe she was tired or or she was, um, who knows? But even if I'm tired, I know maybe what floor I'm, I'm going on. Because I watched the George Zimmerman trial. And I'm yeah. like, there's no way. Yeah. Like, there's no way that there, he's going to get found not guilty. And he got found not, not guilty. It wasn't even deadlocked. <laughs> But I think his parents, though, because um, his parents were like St. Lucian officials or something like that. I think that's going to play into it because there's yeah. no way, you know, they're going to find him, uh, her not guilty. And this is the son of someone, a prominent government official person. in another country. Right. That, I don't see that happening, but we'll yeah. see. Yeah. You know, the justice system is flawed. <laughs> All right. So I well, I'm, I'm going to let you start off. So hip hop corner. Eminem responds. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, what you think? I'll let you go first. I thought it was um 
It was everything MGK and critiqued him for. Like, Flipped it back around on <laughs> Like the, you know, all the words and, you know, stuff like that. I, I, it was a better diss than MG. I don't know. I just rather listen to MGK's diss than Eminem's. If I had to pick mm. up the better one, it would be M's diss. But the one I would rather like listen to, to me, that was sonically better. It would be MGK's diss. That's funny, man, because I like Duppy Freestyle more than I like Story of Adion. Okay. Do you? I do, because I just mm. think Drake flows better. I mean, Pusha has better lyrics, but I, yeah. I don't know. I like Drake's flow, but go ahead. You know, for me personally, I I really like Eminem's, um, you know, rebuttal. You know, I think that he has so many like layers into it, like complexities in his lyrics that you do got to listen to it on a different level. I think, you know, surface level when people are just trying to hear like the, you know, the jabs, sometimes it could be a little bit covered or veiled. So you got to think about it a little bit more. Um, This album, I think it was like sort of a good response because he did take what MGK did say and sort of. Put it back on him and uh, you mean flipped the song, it. not this album. This song. I'm oh, sorry, yeah, the song, the song. <laughs> he flipped it back on him, um, and so I, I think that I, I liked it. I mean, I wouldn't be like, oh, that's the, the greatest thing I ever heard, but Listen, it was it was solid. It was good compared to like Go to Sleep with DMX and Ob Trice. Yeah. Like this, this is this is M and average. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, M did his job. He responded as a MC. He responded to MGK. I don't think he killed him, mm-hmm. yeah. but I feel like. You know, it's um just usual yeah. white on white crime. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> MGK on Twitter, he called it a leg shot, and he <laughs> called it a kill shot. He called it a leg shot. You know, shot. it's almost like, but it's no, it's like when you got a team that's really good. Think about like LeBron James and the Cavaliers a couple of years ago, and they're playing the Pistons. They're not gonna go that hard. They don't have to play that hard to beat them, right? So he just like he threw out enough ammo out there. But did he beat them? I mean, I just felt to get like the job done. I feel like it's a tie to me. Like Eminem oh. is a better rapper than MGK to me, but I feel like this whole thing was kind of like a tie so far. It's like Emma know. said, "Look, I'm gonna give you a little bit of publicity by responding to you, and then I'm gonna go away." I'm like, I don't know. Maybe it's because he's getting older. He's a little bit more mature now in his lyrics. So yeah, but I think based off the fan response, and I th- obviously Eminem has a larger following. I mean, he was trending on Twitter for a while. Um, everybody was just like, you know, we got hyping stop- it up. We got to stop mentioning the sales because the sales don't mean anything. We got we to look at the content. Oh, MGK's best album uh, doesn't go against Eminem's worst album in sales. I'm like, forget the sales. But, and now, like, with sales, like, um, I, like I mentioned to Anthony before, like, there's so many things that they, they include in sales now yeah. that that's not necessarily music. And then, like, the whole streaming thing is not as precise and regulated as it as a hard album sale is. Like, sure. you bought the album, you bought the album. But now it's like if you listen to the album, like, if it's streamed, like, what, 1,500 times, mm-hmm. that's one sale. Oh, hey, that's I didn't know that. So um, shout out to Nicole. Um, Nicole <laughs> sent me a video. Um, it seems like Amazon Lexus might have a beef with Eminem. So let me just <laughs> let me just let me just play this video. This is Nicole talking to her Amazon Alexis. So um, hey Randy, do, do I just hold this to the mic? Okay, so this is pretty funny, y'all. Listen. <laughs> and that's Patty. Turn this off. Hey, Alexa's Patty though. Yeah, she knows what she's doing. The coach is freaking out. Like, what the? Fuck? <laughs> that's that's funny. But um, so you think it's a tie? I'm 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 giving a slight advantage to Eminem just based off of just you know his abilities and. You know, all that stuff, you know, it's bad. You know, it's, I mean, he's Eminem. It's like I told my friend Anwar, who's a big hip-hop fan. Shout out to him. He's he's a rapper as well. He said to me when when Rap Devil dropped, man, if he don't respond in 48 hours, M trash. I'm like, man, <laughs> I'm like, listen, man, like, even if he responds or not, I'm be, I'll am be i be good with it because mm-hmm. I liked how Marshall, his interview with Sway was pretty enlightening. I, I saw actually, some of it, yeah. It was actually um pretty good. And he said, like, I'm in this weird position where if I respond to him, I'm making him bigger. If I don't respond to him, people going to say I go on soft. So I just yeah. don't know what to do right now. Yeah. And then Killshot drops two days later. But it's <laughs> <laughs> something that's that's magical about the rap beefs, man, that we need to get back into. Like like rap beefs where you you solving your issues through, you know, through wax. Like you put it on, on tape. Yeah. Um, we don't have that a lot anymore. And I think that a good one. It's best to keep it wax. 
Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I think that this is sort of what people are, are kind of need. What's, what's going to energize hip hop again? Because now, you know, I think some people are a little bit, um, I don't know, jaded by where we going in the terms lines of. are like blurred between like hip hop and like so many genres. Like, yeah. I want to listen to R&B without cussing. Like, right, <laughs> like right. yeah. cussing on R&B records. It's like, well, when did this, like, I don't know. Like, when did this happen? <laughs> yeah. With, like, with time. We got, we started becoming more accepting of provocative themes and mm-hmm. provocative themes with explicit language, and mm-hmm. it just happened with time. Yeah. See, Prince knew how to say provocative things without cursing. cursing. In yes. a suggestive but, way. Right. You know, and I think Frank, who was, you know, really talented to me, you know, he likes to curse in his record. So, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I chalk it up to just being a day and age. Um, I don't know if y'all saw, we're able to hear, and I don't think you heard No Name. Yeah, No Name's album. It's a really good album. Um, I heard the first like five tracks today, and I'm feeling it. It's, so it's called Room Twenty Five. Um, so if y'all, just in case y'all want to listen to it, you know, definitely download it. I stream it, iTunes, uh, Spotify, whatever. But she did a, good, a great job. She's she's awesome. I listen to Black's album, but hmm. I, I don't. What is that? Is like, his name Six Lack? It's Black. <laughs> oh, I, thought it was, I thought it was Six it's Six, not Lack. six yeah, Lack. I swear. It's oh. it's Black. How do you get black with a six with a in front six. of The six is like a lowercase b. Oh, okay. But yeah, it's right. and then he like he's still kind of irritated with that. Well, we have people call him six like like we're programmed to see six and lack. Right, so. right, right. Because we're competent it's human like beings. It's like P rhyme prime. It's prime, but people call it P rhyme. The uh-huh. Royce and oh, Premier. Yeah. Well, I ain't listen uh, to it. So so um, <laughs> I never got into him. So is it better than the first album, or is it just like in a new direction? Um, it it's not a like a slump, like because I really love the first album, but it's not like a, like you know the sophomore slump kind of like what happened with Bryson Tiller, where the mm. second album just was not good. Mm. So um, I like it. I'm enjoying it so far. He has a uh, he has a J Cole feature on there that I really enjoy, and a, a future feature. So yeah, I mean yeah. All right, six lakhs. <laughs> Do your thing. Six there's, there's, there's two upcoming releases I'm excited for. Um, Lupe is yeah. dropping. It's oh, finally yeah. dro- it's finally dropping Drogas Wave, and it's a 24 track album. Which is finally. That's a body of work, man. That's 20. a body of work. You don't see rap albums like that no that's, more, yeah. unless it's a mixtape. That's a double sided album. Twenty. And is then, it gonna be? See all these like tracks like on his songs, and I feel like people are doing that to kind of take a, uh, advantage of the whole streaming thing, right? Yeah, um, I think it might be better than the last one, Drogas Light, because I think Drogas Light was a bunch of throwaway tracks. He even said it himself, like that was a mm-hmm. bunch of tracks he was making during the whole Atlantic fiasco. Mm-hmm. Um, but Swiss Beats has an album coming out, and his um, I've always liked his instrumentals, so I think his um, his track list looks kind of impressive with the yeah. guests he has. It's executive produced by him and J Cole, so that's interesting. Uh-huh. Yeah, I was gonna say with well, Lupe, my biggest fear when you got twenty four tracks, at least half of them aren't gonna be that good honestly like we, we talk about all the, we talking about the man that made the cool and Tesso and youth but are all Tesso cool. and youth is a pretty solid yeah. album it's a great album yeah I love i'm just my, my biggest fear is like 20 that's 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 pushing a little too far man i'm sorry <laughs> that's a little too <laughs> well, many how many songs was on the chris brown album like 48 that's <laughs> <laughs> true right? i didn't hear it. i didn't listen to that one but I that's why because i'm not long. listening to 48 freaking songs i'm straight but uh how many singles is it like he like drop off of there like ten, probably <laughs> something like that. Well, there's been, it's been <laughs> some good music out, so I'm looking forward to those. Uh, let's go ahead and move on to your two cent, your two cents. Yeah, yeah. Let's 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 do it, man. Um, White Boy Rick. Uh, oh, how was that? Went to that see was... it last night. Um, it was pretty decent. It was a decent true crime film. Um, the actors were great. Um, the young, the young man that plays Rick, he's a, um, he's a breakout star from this one. I can see him going places. Matthew McConaughey did great in his role. Um, but other than that, I feel like if you know the story of White Boy Rick, he was a young man who was about sixteen who was dealing drugs. At first, he was an informant for the FBI, and then after that went kind of sour. He decided to go out on his own and sell some more, and he went to prison. But the people who were um, caught in this whole conspiracy who went to prison, including the crooked cops, um, the dealers, they kind of all either died or got released before him. And he mm. was still in prison. Hey. Like he just now got paroled last year. It's crazy. Like that. It, it was crazy. It was crazy. He's like one of the, like 
he's like one of the most like he's one of the nonviolent inmates like that have served one of the longest um sentences in prison. How old is he now? I think Homeboy might be in his forties. Man, that's that's sad. Yeah, it is sad. Um, but the film does a good job. I, I say it's a good one-time watch. I feel like with certain um, true crime films, if you don't have that Scorsese pizzazz that he gave to Goodfellas and Casino, mm-hmm. I don't think it, I don't think it needs repeat watch watchings. Like mm-hmm. Black Mass, I love that film because of Johnny Depp's performance, but I wouldn't like watch it again. Right. Mm-hmm. So I put this in that same category. It's a great one-time watch. See, for me, I need to stop going on Twitter and hearing like people's comments because people, some people didn't like it. Yeah. Well, some people didn't like Upgrade, and I saw that last night with my girl too. I even see all the movies. <laughs> well, no, I I saw that at home. Uh-huh. Um, Upgrade is a very good B horror thriller, man. I feel like it took it back to those times where, um, you know, it was it's it's a crazy concept and it's all just it's all just like um started and completed in one film. Mm. Yeah, it's a good B movie. The end twist is kind of like, well, okay, all right, I'll give you a pass for that <laughs> story storytelling wise. But I feel like um it does its job with the visuals. The violence is pretty extreme, but it's mm-hmm. good. It takes you back to RoboCop, kind of. Okay. Like the original one. Well, I know for me, I was watching this Netflix series called um, Last and First, or First and Last. Um, what is that about? about? I saw the... So it's essentially about, it's, it's documenta- documenting inmates on their first day in prison and then their last day. It's really interesting because it gives you like sort of these two perspectives on, you know, the, the nervousness that both people are feeling. Like this is an anxiousness of, you know, getting into the system. And then anxiousness to finally leaving the system, but figuring out what's next. And it, I mean, it gives so, sort of an in-depth um, look into their lives and talks about, you know, how they got there, you know. Um, and, and each episode has a different story on like three or four people they go through. So I highly recommend that one. It's really good. Um, that has to take a long time to make. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because and each episode is about 40 to 45 minutes. So, that, yeah, yeah, it's extensive. So I don't know how long they were filming, but probably for a good almost year, I'm sure. Shana, what have you seen? Uh, I haven't seen anything. I'm trying to think, did I see anything new on? Uh, no, I haven't seen anything new since the last time. I tried to watch Iron Fist, but I keep falling asleep. <laughs> huh. Iron Fist trash. <laughs> the second season, it it. I the first I saw like the first two episodes, and they are good. Yeah. Like they're better than the, the whole last season, the first, just the first two. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was something about Iron Fist. I just can't get into it. Like, I don't. I never, I never liked it for some reason. I kind of came to a revelation. Oh, I finished watching Ozark. Oh, how oh yeah. was the so, second season of Ozark. Is it good? Yes. Okay, I got. I, I, me and my girl still gotta watch it too. I gotta wait on her because <laughs> we started. We well, we didn't really start the show together, but we 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 started the first season together. So yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, it's cheating if you don't. Wait. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta wait. Yeah, wait. Um, so um, I wanted, to, I came to a revelation over the weekend though, like uh, in tribute to the new season of American Horror Story. Mm. Like, I think the first season, Murder House, like that pilot alone, I think that's probably one of the best pilots I've ever seen mm. because like so much happens in that one like like sixty minute block that like, it's just like unpredictable a hot mess comedic disturbing like that's kind of like yeah. ryan murphy's writing mm-hmm. yeah i feel like that pilot like was was kind of great some critics didn't know how to take it because it was all over the place but yeah. i feel like that's like a master class in like writing yeah how did you feel about the new one did you see it yet oh no i didn't see it yet i'm starting way from the beginning i mean okay. i've seen i've seen the first two seasons already i'm just restarting them and then yeah. just going straight through oh you haven't you're not caught up no okay i just know it's the coven in the murder house that's all i know yeah i mean and the apocalypse is happening. Apocalypse is happening. It's, I'll just say the first, the, all right, first episode, I don't want to give too much away, but I feel like I lost, I've spent my time losing interest a little bit. Already? Did you watch the last season? I watched the last season, okay, yeah. yeah. Um. So we'll see. I'll, I'll give it a look. I'll continue to go <laughs> through it. But I think that's a show you need to binge watch, though. You, you I think if, so. If you watch it week by week, you you do start to lose interest. Uh, yeah, that's true. Um. Typically, I know, the last few seasons, I just waited until they're all out. Um, I watched the last season week by week. Yeah, cult was it? Uh, um, yeah, cult. Yeah, it was just so funny. Like uh, the lesbian couple, oh, like yeah. getting into it because one voted for Jill Stein. Yeah, like, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> there is some comedic commentary there. Is, there. <laughs> there is. It, it's. 
I like okay. I like some seasons of American Horror Stories better better than others. Um, first one for sure. Second one for sure. I hear a lot of people like Royal Oak. Yeah, that was that was a good one. That That was a really good one. I like the especially the spin they put on it. The spin they put on it. I like I like Royal Oak. I like Coven. I didn't care for the what was the circus? What was the uh, Freak Show? I didn't didn't finish that season. I did not care for Freak Show. I didn't. I didn't even finish that one. Trash. Yeah, Hmm. but keep watching it. And then right. catch up. We we talk about it later. <laughs> yeah. So should we get into this main topic? <clears throat> yeah, man. Let's let's go. All right. I'll let you start start, start it off. All right. <laughs> let me give a little bit more. <laughs> keep it sensitive. Keep so, it sensitive. Right, right. So we we're, basically the topic's about sensitivity training, right? And how we're kind of overly sensitive to things in our society and how that can be detrimental. You know, so I think yeah. in many ways to our just ability to communicate, work with each other. I'm sorry, people. Okay. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Let me stop touching. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, people on Facebook, you see. Um, and so one of the, big, the biggest questions is, do you think that our sensitivity and our, our, our sort of, do you think we're just too sensitive to things? Um, and I know there's a Norm McDonald, um, uh, there was a situation where I think, and I saw this on, on on Twitter, well, I don't know if it was on Twitter. He posted a statement um, talking about how he um, was showing compassion towards Rosie O'Donnell and and um, Louis, Louis C.K. Yeah. No, no, Roseanne and Louis. C. Oh, sorry, Louis. sorry, Roseanne, he's Louis Rosie C. O'Donnell. Ro- yeah. Roseanne and Louis C.K. Um, and he's getting a lot of flack for it. Well, it, it, it's just multiple levels yeah. here. Um, so basically, you want me to just tell it? Yeah, just to- so he 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 gave a um, he gave support to Roseanne Louis C.K. saying um, I think it was in the interview piece before it went on Twitter. Yeah, um, he said, yeah, you know, I, I, those are my friends. You know, Roseanne was crying on the phone. Louis was disturbed and all. Well, not disturbed, but he was sad. Yeah. And I was like, you know, man, like they lost all their careers. I'm like, did the did the victims have to go through all that too? Mm. And you know that statement was kind of taken in the wrong yeah. context. Well, not the wrong context, but it would it was it offended people. Yeah, because pe- it's offensive. Yeah, and sometimes people <laughs> but, pull parts of a statement out and they use it like to to sensationalize things. Right. And then he went on uh, Twitter the next day saying, "Hey, I realized what I said uh, offended people. I'm sorry." And then um, you know he went on Howard Stern and he was talking mm-hmm. on Howard Stern. He said, "Yeah, man, you know, I you know, you know, part of my routine, well, I'm I'm paraphrasing here cuz yeah. his routine is like deadpan and kind of being just dumb." Right. He's like, "Yeah, man, you got to be somebody with down syndrome to not have sympathy for what happened there." <laughs> and then he got dragged again <laughs> because he drag. said, "You got to be somebody with down syndrome." Right. It came to the point I saw my man on the view hat in hand like, "Yo, I I'm done. I'm <laughs> sorry, y'all. I'm sorry." Like, it's rough. Man. But I'm like, "Did I have did I have to go there?" That have to go with my man being on the view, hat in hand. Yes, I. You know what? I don't know, man. I, don't know. I have two frames of thought. My first frame of thought is that when you're sensitive about everything, you sort of diminish the the value or the actual like, um, the, the actual issues. So like you sort of lose something within that. So, and then, and then I'm on the second, like the second frame of thought is like. You need to understand people's perspectives and how that can influence someone based off your statement. Exactly. So it's it's tough. It's tough. I mean, it's, it's sort of this balance between the two, you know, feeling. I was talking to our number one fan, my girl, and she <laughs> said we got we got to examine this from two different viewpoints because she helped me kind of like see where we should examine this. We should examine this from being straight up too sensitive, yeah. and is this an uprising against things that have happened over time? Yeah. So, I mean, Shana, what's your response about the Norm McDonald thing? Did you look it up or like did you? I mean, you sympathize with a racist and a sex offender. That's not all those people are, though. But that is you're sympathizing. I'm not. not, You you, can't do that. You lost your career because you were being a racist and you lost your career because you were being you took your dick out. (laughs) I understand all that. But you can't just. I didn't. They didn't ask him to take his dick out. and He took his dick out. You can't just put a footnote in this man's career and say you a sex offender at the end. Why not? I can't. That's the problem. I can't do that to Louis. We allow sexual predators and white supremacists to roam free in the entertainment industry. Well, he lost his career, though. So what? (laughs) Yeah, so what? He lost his career. Like, we allow these people to roam free within the industry. So he can't eat no more? Get another job. He can't redeem. <laughs> he can't redeem himself and eat no more. Redeem how you how you redeem yourself and pull your maybe dick put, out. Maybe put, <laughs> right, maybe, maybe, con- maybe contributing to organizations that fight against that kind of thing with people in power abusing their power. Maybe he contributing to those organizations. But, but I think it's going to be diminished because since that incident is now viewed as him 
sort of trying to uh, make up for what the problem. This conversation right here, but go ahead. No, but no, wait, I need you to uh, expand on that because I understand people were hurt. And he he got his he got his just due. He got his just due by being alienated and losing his career. But I'm saying, where's the redemption there? Does he ever get to eat again or is he just exiled forever? But, you know, I mean, the, the court of public opinion will hold never let you live this down. That's the issue. But I think that that's a good thing, though, because when you have someone who in certain situations, you can't really gloss over the fact that he just put his, his dick out in front of these these women. You can't gloss over that. It's, 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 it's a disgusting too. thing. I understand. You can't gloss over that. And he did that but, because he was in a. They were up and coming actresses and comedians, and he was an already established comedian, mm-hmm. and he was exerting his power over mm-hmm. them in a sexual way. Yeah, we can't. Right. We he can't, got punished. But we can't let. Did he though? Yes. He How? lost He's everything. Still a he lost his spot. You can't take his money. He, still he lost a his sponsors. He lost his sponsors, lost yeah. his show, lost everything he was doing. Go ahead, Eric. He's still say, a millionaire. We can't, can't take his money. Leave. You can't take his money. But what you're saying, he lost everything. Like he's poor and destitute. Well, he can't work no not. more. He can't work no more. So what? I mean, can't. Actions you have can't consequences. Just say so though. what? Because Why there's not? no more new in, there's no more new revenue coming in. There's no more new income that's, coming in. I, that's you can't not keep my that problem. Million. It's, it's he, not your problem. It's not your problem. Power you can't keep your millions forever. And exerted that it in a sexual way over people he felt like he had power and he over. He got punished. How? He's still he a lost millionaire. All his deals. He's still a millionaire. I don't feel sorry for millionaires. I'm not asking you that to. are sexual predators. This I'm is the sensitivity. This is the sensitivity. Oh, I'm being sensitive. Sensitive you know what, but but we can't let our personal feelings of these these actors, comedians outweigh their actual behaviors. Like he could be a great comedian, great artist, but at the end of the day, he's a flawed human being. So we got to call him out for being a flawed human being. Yes, we all are, but there's consequences to your actions. If he did this action knowing that there's going to be repercussions, he's going to deal with the severity of repercussions, even if he doesn't like it. So yes, he's he's he may be feeling a financial uh, burden from this, but that's his doing. I mean, it's ultimately his fault. So, I mean, I could see if it was something where, you know, somebody put his, his pants down on purpose. Then they claim, oh, he 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 flashed me. That's different. But it's clearly it's been noted. It's been clearly written that he did this to these women. And now he's got to face the consequences of his actions. I mean, that's that's simple as that. I don't mean to put you in this place, man. I'm sorry, man. We we go back and forth. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. But I think this is a conversation we got to have because there is a difference between something being taken and misconstrued like a statement being misconstrued and someone doing an action that's has that that is affecting someone physically or or, or mm-hmm. mentally emotionally um for instance if you would have said something that you know was was mildly insensitive and then it, it blew up and then he lost his job for it right that's a little bit different you may have an argument there yeah you may have one there but in his case he did really did put his pants down and and Flash these women is his penis. Yeah. No, I understand. I understand completely. But, I mean, I, I do agree that, again, if we're outraged about everything, we are diminishing the, the things to really truly be outraged about. Right? But it's also perspective of, or it's idea of perspective. So, for me, it may not be outrageous for me, but if it's someone who I'm offending, for them, that could be an extremely, you know, rude or insensitive thing. So, it's, it's about having this balance. I think it's about um sort of uh, of of cultural and, and, and sensitivity and competence and understanding what you can say in a certain situation and what not to say. And we can't just because someone believes what they said is offensive is not offensive to them doesn't mean it doesn't offend someone else. So it's just a, like a fine line we got to sort of balance. And especially nowadays when everything's on social media, everything can be blown up and taken misconstrued. You have to be a little bit careful what you say nowadays, especially if you're a celebrity. There was, um, I can't think of his name. It was a comedian where he did like a thread of tweets mm. where if you took one without reading the one before it oh. and the one after it, it would look like something offensive. Right. I can't remember his name, though. So, like, it was easy to take, you know, the one tweet out of context, but it was like a whole thread of tweets. Yeah. So I would get. If somebody, you know, lost their career or lost their endorsements over, you know, the one tweet when he was just basically trying to make a point like where you have to read everything in it within this context. But that's not what Norm McDonald was talking about. I mean, so what do y'all think happened? I feel like 20 years ago, you know, comedians could say a lot more, you know, back in the 70s on um, 
on various TV shows, uh, All in the Family, they was talking like blatant racism. I watched All in Delirious. The, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Delir- I watched Davis. Delirious the other day. The first 30 seconds <clears throat> would, of Delirious would never fly. <laughs> but, but for obvious reasons, though. Like even he some, dropped the F word a lot. Even some of the Dave Chappelle skits, and this was back in 2002, 2003. Nowadays, it'd be like, oh, he might be in trouble for that. Like this. Well, so, so what? I mean, what happened? Has our awareness been hyper? Are we hyper aware now, or is it just more so the society has shifted to, you know? I, I think it is a response to everything going on. I mean, I think it is a response to the presidency. I think it's a response to our culture and about, you know, racism and prejudice being more blatant in the United States. Because I think this is an American issue. I think yeah. this happens in America. And I think this is a response to that. Like, I want to comment on Dave Chappelle's latest. Um, comedy specials where he did kind of toggle that line. He talked about Louis C.K. and other things. He talked about transvestites and stuff yeah. like that, and it was seen as offensive. But, <laughs> you know, he had a funny line where he was like, hey, I'm on my way out. I can say yeah. this stuff and leave and be okay. Like, yeah. so I'm going to, like, say what I need to say. Mm. I mean, what are, what are your thoughts about that? About Shane? the... About the, the, the comment, like it was like, that's the thing Like we've had this conversation before about what can be said in the realm within the realm of comedy. Yeah. Like the, those things weren't done with like on the comedic stage, mm. like Roseanne is a white supremacist and she, it wasn't like she was doing the standup. These yeah. are her tweets. And she's talking about a politician. She called her a monkey, yeah. a black politician. I mean, but what's the line between being, you know, provocative and funny and just being outright but they're, disrespectful. I mean, especially comedy is, is blurred. I mean, a lot of times, you know, we're just used to comedy where people say things, they push that boundary. I'm going to be honest. I don't think there is a line in comedy. No. I don't think there is. I mean, because you never know until you cross it, whatever mm-hmm. that line may be to, to prepare it on who, on what, on who the audience is. Like when Tracy Morgan made the joke about, Oh, I find out my son is gay. I'm shooting him or something. Yeah. Like just a stupid one-off joke because Tracy Morgan has stupid one-off comedy. Right. Tiffany Haddish, they asked her about Bill Cosby. She said, shit, I mean, I'll, I'll take the drink. You know, I'll take the, I'll take the drink. I'll do whatever. And you yeah. know, but she was joking. It's just Tiffany Haddish being Tiffany Haddish and she right. got dragged for that and had to apologize. And then, you know, you even have the nice guy. Well, not, not the nice guys, but you have guys like Henry Cavill who plays Superman and Man of Steel and, um, Justice League. Mm. He said, you know, uh, I thought it was kind of hard to approach a woman to to date her in the Me Too movement because I was like, if I approach her, does she think I'm going to be a person that that wields my power un- by by just approaching her, or does she right. think I'm like a, I'm going to be a predator? And you know, some people came at him for acting like that, but he's like, that was a legit like it's feeling, a legit yeah. concern. Yeah, I th- and I I definitely can see why it's hard. Like it's hard to be in the spotlight at this moment and sort of speak and just talk on any subject because there are going to be people who don't agree with it. And now everyone has this microphone um, and, or, or this megaphone where they could just, they could just say, I'm, I'm offended. I'm offended by this. You know, this isn't right. And then it's going to spread like wildfire. It's going to be retweeted a million times. And then you're going to look, look that as the bad guy, even though you may not have said something with that intent. I think it's I think it's really about intent, but for for us nowadays, it's hard to judge intent based off of um, just a small just segment of someone's comment. Like if they get to just take a whole paragraph and just take that one line out of that paragraph. Obviously, it's going to sound bad, but it doesn't mean that your intent was to, as you said, like with the stream stream of uh, tweets. It, it depends on how how you meant to say it or what, what could have been um, taken out of that that could have been misconstrued. So it's tough. And I think sensitivity is one of those things where we do need some training. We do need training. Do we? Do. We? we do. Yeah, I, I do think we need training. I think it's, it, it's getting too. It's getting too much. It's getting too it, much in every like, facet. What do you mean, like by like we need sensitive sensitivity training? Because like training implies ignorance. I think a lot of people are ignorant. I think a lot of times people just don't know. Well, um, it depends on what you're talking about. I agree with you. Yeah, because when you don't have to interact with different communities or certain groups of people, you make assumptions based off of what you've heard, what you see. Um, and it's not until you actually interact with them on a daily basis that you can sort of understand that those things may be stereotypes or that they, that they may be, be false. I think it's, that I'll oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. But I, but I think that people who aren't given an opportunity to interact with different cultures, different s- groups of society, 
they need to have someone from those groups actually sit down with them and talk to, talk to them about what is right. What's the right thing, way to say something? What's the right way to approach someone in certain situations? I think there's a difference between ignorance and overthinking because mm-hmm. there may be a degree of overthinking. Like, you know, um, like like the bye Felicia thing, that was ignorance on a person who said it on their part. Mm-hmm. Um, but there could be other instances where somebody might be overthinking like, OK, what, what did that comment just mean? Like, yeah. what did he or she mean by that comment? Was that geared towards me or my culture or geared towards not just by Felicia, but just other things that could be said? I think I think it's a matter of like overthinking something and mm-hmm. just or just being ignorant of it. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, but I think so. Do you all think like jobs, a part of your job orientation, should you go through, you know, some type of training like legit, legitimate training? Yeah. Uh, I mean, mm. I have to do civil, like, quote unquote, civil rights training every year. Mm. But if you you can't train, um, you can't train hatred out of someone. Yeah. I mean, but hatred isn't the main like 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 force of what we're talking about here. Some of it's hatred. Some of it could be sexism. I feel mm-hmm. like you can train sexism out of a person eh. because you just don't understand extent. that other gender. I think I think to an extent, I think that um, when you're dealing with, with with gender related issues, it's about putting yourself in that person's shoes. Right. And, you know, as a, as a man, you know, men, we're, we we everything's done from the male's perspective. And yeah, so we, like even the whole even the entire workforce, right. like the whole thing is sexist. Right. Like from the top all the way down is sexist. So when the system is already broken and we're sort of living in a broken system, it's kind of it's, it's difficult to. I mean, you can shift the- train a man not to say anything sexually suggestive to me. But are you going to pay me when it's time to go on maternity leave? Yeah. It, I mean, and there's different forms of sexism. Mm, there is. That's a good topic too, because um, I saw a, a show on Netflix about that and the difference in pay between men and women. And yeah, that's it's a whole nother topic. But <laughs> it is. I mean, like, listen. When I when I say it gets a little too much, I get. I mean, even when things that are like not as big as what not as big and degrading as what Louis C.K. and Roseanne did, you know, people kind of lose jobs from it. Even when somebody's changed and mm-hmm. it's from the past. Like we can talk about James Gunn and how he oh, yeah. can't direct Guardians three because of tweets from his past when he was a troll, right. and you know Disney already addressed it when Guardians one came out, I believe, and said, okay, he's he's not like that anymore. But yeah. now you're firing him because yeah. the pressure's on you. You're Disney. You're supposed to be a utopia of happiness and understanding, and you know Mickey Mouse. And the, then, yeah. Well, I was gonna say one other thing. Then there's the woman that when the the president barricade came through and she flipped them off. Oh, lost right. her job she over that. Yeah. She deserve to lose her job? I don't think so. So there's this, this is, that is one class, and we talk about leadership and sort of ethics and leadership. And we talk about how if there's something, if there's a darkness or, or some type of negativity within an organization, you have to treat like a disease, right? And so you have to you have to call it out for what it is and then do things to prevent that from spreading. So and just like in society, you got to call it out. It may not be we may not like it. It may not be pretty, but I think got to call it out for what it is so that we know moving forward what we can and cannot say. It's just a learning thing. So it's teaching kids now like, hey, what you put on the Internet can be used against you 20, 30 years from now. You know what you say um, jokingly can be taken as something offensive. And so I'm just making that awareness so that we know, like, all right. There's boundaries that we got that we have to walk in life and crossing those boundaries does have real world repercussions for you. You may not like it. I mean, that's I think that's the best thing that we can we can sort of pull from this. I mean, it may not be what we want to hear, but I mean, I think it's just something that people need to acknowledge. I'm a little lost. So you're saying so. So what? So what? How, so, so what? Oh, go ahead. So essentially, we have to call out. You got to treat like a disease. We got to call it out and we got to just point, call it for what it is. So if this is racism, sexism, um, whatever ism it may be, we need to call it out, eradicate it, and then just sort of work towards preventing that from happening and spreading further. Okay. Right. And so um, being afraid to not voice your concerns. So if you know that like, this is this is sexist, it can be taken as racist, not fearing, not being afraid to just call out for what it is. 
So hopefully that prevents it in the future. Yeah. But I mean, for me though, I just think that sensitivity is something that we have to we we have to remain. I just don't see an issue with it. I think we just got to call it off what it is, and it may be oversensitive to some person, but I think it's sort of just that's how society should be. We we should be able to um, work with each other in terms of like calling out issues, isms when we see it, and hopefully we can grow a society. But who knows? I mean, I think if you're sensitive to something, yeah, you you should call it out and, and address why you're sensitive about mm-hmm. it. That that should happen. We're not saying that shouldn't happen. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that you know with. Well, Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I was pretty much done. Oh, I mean, like to call it like, oh, you're being sensitive. I kind of it's it's like to me, it's like uh, like a uh, dismissive term. Yeah. Like if you are yeah. genuinely offended, you should be able to say something about the situation. And sorry. then I don't instead of people defending their right. Like I get, uh, you know, it. I mean, yes, Louis C.K. is a sexual predator, but mm-hmm. he did apologize. Yeah. Roseanne defended her right to be racist, to be a yeah. white supremacist. She didn't, you know, mm. try. She didn't make any apologies until maybe sure. after she lost her job. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it was after she lost. Yeah, and there's a sense of privilege too. I think your privilege allows you, at least in your mind, to, to feel like you can say things. Um, you know, if we don't check those privileges, you know, people are going to say stuff freely and. But then I'll go. No, no. But that's how you get in situations like with, um, you know, Donald Trump. He just feels like he has this privilege. He can say what he wants because he's been saying he what he wants. He's been saying what he wants. Right. <laughs> but then there's that Ka- <laughs> then there's that Kanye effect, though, because Roseanne, like him, they're <clears throat> medicated. Yeah. So is it totally coming from a racist place or is there a little bit of insanity in there, too? Not insanity. I don't want to be harsh. Um, you know, I'm not going to let him off that easy, though. Yeah. No, I'm not telling you let her off. I'm just saying, though. I mean, but you know how people medication don't make you right. Right. Have you seen people who like Uh, you'd be surprised? But that's like shooting somebody. That's that's like shooting somebody and pleading insanity. Like don't infantize racism to make it seem like oh you. Not infantize racism. I'm going to baby you and give you an excuse as to why you're a white. Why you're a white supremacist? It's the drugs. (laughs) No, I didn't say it's all about the drugs. I mean, but I wouldn't even give that an option. That yes. shouldn't even be an option yeah. in that case. Like, then why do people give it an option when Kanye said what he said? I mean, I why, why? <laughs> I don't agree with a lot of what Kanye said. It ain't said. about agreeing with him. <clears throat> it's about not not ignoring that fact. I I've never I I don't know what like who you follow on social media, but I've never seen really anybody, anybody give him that excuse. Oh, he was high, and that's why he mm-hmm. said that. But I'm not making an excuse. I'm just saying that's the Kanye effect where there's also a medication problem as well. But I think it's also looking at Kanye has privileges as well. You know, being an influential person, you know, having money, you know, being his artist. He has sometimes that gives you people the privilege to say things in certain spaces. And just because he's Kanye West doesn't mean that what he said wasn't, you know, bad or, or wasn't something that we need to, like, call out. But I think that he feels that he has this platform. He's going to use his voice in this platform because that's the privilege that he has. Um, what ultimately we need to do, though, is that we need to realize that, first off, check y'all privileges at the door. You know, as a man, I have a privilege over women that I have to see and have to acknowledge. Right. So if I know that, you know, I have, hold this power as a man that a woman may not have, I have to be able to call other men out when I see things going on that aren't right. That's the only way we can make things, things uh, change. Um, that's why I think other artists in Kanye's case, other artists have to call Kanye out. And they did. And they have. Yeah. And he also apologized for the slavery comment very recently. Mm-hmm. So it's a tough one. Well, he also didn't face any type of I don't like he faced like, you know, like backlash, but the backlash wasn't financial. Like he wasn't <clears throat> Yeah. Like he didn't lose his Adidas contract over it. Nope. And he's still putting out albums. Artists are still letting him produce their albums. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's a general sense that, you know, it's Kanye. You know, Kanye's Kanye. <laughs> Kanye's always right. been Kanye. But I think, um, again, we have to understand that there's people who are on the outskirts who are marginalized in various ways, right? And so being able to understand their plight understand where they're coming from and just basically yeah just ba- just basically see things from their point of view is going to be important and a lot of people don't do that right they don't take the time to just 
sit down and experience like, all right, you know, these comments for me may not be offensive, but if I was this person who was in this marginalized group, you know, I would feel a certain type of way. Right. And it's just basic, just common courtesy. Just, I don't even think it's really anything else. Just, just think empathy can be taught. Empathy. I think empathy can be taught. I think you can create examples in someone's real life to sort of get them to see that perspective. Right. Just like some people may not empathize. Well, just like, Black people may empathize with, or Jewish people, Jewish people may empathize with black people because they understand, like, all right, you know, our people were bond, uh, were, were slaves, their people were slaves, whatever, whatever. You got to find common commonalities to sort of get you to see on their level, right? So I think it can be taught. I don't think that, and I think training, and I hate to use the term training because a lot of times, like you said, is like the the connotation of like an animal being trained or being taught or beaten out of a certain thing. Or being told to submit in a certain way. But I think that there can be, I don't know, like opportunities for development and growth. I put it as that over training, right? So just uh, learning cultural competence, learning how to interact with people, building your knowledge, your skill set, your understanding uh, of how to interact with people from different backgrounds, different groups. I think that can be taught. (laughs) 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 Just staring at me right you feel in the type of way, huh? You, I agree. You, no, I agree <clears throat> with you. I just don't have much else to say. Well, I do, but you know, time's almost up. Oh, I thought she'd be. I thought she'd be a little sensitive right now. <laughs> 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 All right. Any final thoughts regarding this topic, guys? It was a, a heated conversation. I thought somebody's about to start swinging. Yeah. No, 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 that would never happen. I don't <laughs> no, fight <I'm> dudes. <laughs> I, I don't fight women. I know. I don't fight dudes. <laughs> um. Yeah, no, I agree with you. There, there needs to be two sides to this, and um, there needs to be the side of of teaching empathy, if possible. And um, I do think it's possible. I like to be an optimist. Yeah, I think I think we have a, we have we have a way to go. Um, I don't think we should be like like over defensive or over offensive either. Like I feel like there needs to be. It's hard to reach a balance in, in American mm-hmm. society. American society. So I feel like we're still working on that. Mm-hmm. I think we need to be, you know, more aware of, you know, sometimes the intent Mm. and, you know, the context so that we're not being, you know, offended for no reason. But we also need to not be dismissive of those who are offended. Yeah. And I I definitely agree with both of you all. I think sometimes we got to pick our battles wisely. You know, I think that if you are going to call someone out, make sure that it's in the proper context, make sure that it's for the right reasons. Um, because you don't want to create a situation sort of like the boy who cries wolf. And not saying that anyone who says something that's insensitive is crying wolf, but ensuring that um if something does come up, make sure that it's it's, it's every your your make sure you do your research and your due diligence before we jump on someone and put them, you know, find them guilty in the court of uh, public opinion, because that happens a lot of times. Um, but this has been a very interesting topic and debate. Uh, we <laughs> definitely follow us. <laughs> follow us. On like and share, subscribe. Um, yeah, we gotta get that YouTube page going. We gotta get. We got like two YouTube videos in there. We're gonna. We're gonna add some more. Yeah, so I'm you better sorry, follow man. us on I, YouTube. I gotta, I gotta find time to work on it. <clears throat> it's been another great episode. Talk to y'all next week.